0: I hope everyone had a great weekend. This is your host, Sarge, and you are tuning in to Sarge's NBA DFS podcast, where we break down the DFS slate and every game going on uh, in today's NBA. Today we discuss uh, the two playoff games, Milwaukee and Miami, and Portland and Denver. I hope you guys enjoy today's episode. I will be back every day this week to break down playoff basketball. This is the time of year we all look forward to. Hope you guys enjoy. what is going on everyone welcome back to another episode of sarge's nba dfs podcast it is a playoff time it is monday may 24th we have two games on today um very important slate in terms of of dfs to you know try to find some some diamonds in the rough here and and maybe not necessarily you know diamonds but just trying to find guys that can make your lineups different enough and give you enough points to um, take down a tournament. I am coming fresh off of a takedown um, in the last – I think the last time I recorded was on the 18th, so almost a week ago now at this point. Just we had a a little bit of a lull after the play-ins, waiting for the playoffs to start. And then Saturday, Sunday, those games started early enough to where um, just getting a podcast out that early is is pretty – uh, useless. So, waited for today. We got two games, one at 4.30, one, um, I believe, at 7, or is it starting at 7.30? Um, it is at 7 o'clock. So, 4.30 is the Miami-Milwaukee game, and then at 7, we have Portland-Denver. Um, I think both of these games are going to be really fun to watch, really fun to play DFS. And, you know, when you have two-game slates in the playoffs, there's not a, a lot of, of – Guys that you're going to play that that can get, you know, high ceiling fantasy games that people don't know about or, or that people aren't playing um, a ton of, right? So w- when you get to the playoff, you're having very tight rotations. Maximum, the, they're running nine-man rotations. Most teams will run eight. And those guys coming off the bench, unless, you know, it's like the Gorondrogic type players, they're not going to be running anywhere – you know, north of twenty minutes. So, you you as a daily fantasy sports player have to find ways to make your lineups different, but also do it in a reasonable way. And I think that's where I have a pretty good read on this slate. Um, and that's how I took down the tournament a couple of days ago. I got first place in the four dollar um, on DraftKings. It was seventy five hundred bucks to first place. I ended up tying with I think twenty people, um, just because similar to this slate, it's There's no way you make a lineup that no one else has. It's going to be really, really tough to do that. Um, And if you do, it's going to be really hard to get that lineup to win because most people know who's playing a ton of minutes and who's the good fantasy producers. So it's about combining all those players together and mixing two guys in that have an opportunity to maybe play a couple more minutes. Um, You know, a guy like Monte Morris, who who I'll discuss a little bit later, who I like a lot today, um, or a guy like Tyler Hero who didn't play a whole lot of minutes last game but has an opportunity to play 30-plus minutes this game that not a lot of people are going to roster. Um, so just mixing in guys like that into lineups where you have guys that are going to play huge minutes that are great fantasy producers like the honestes, you know, the Drew Holidays, the Middleton's, the Jimmy Butler's, all those guys, that is how you get different on these kind of slates. So um, – Let's just jump right into it. We got the first game Miami uh, at Milwaukee. It's a two twenty two and a half point total. Milwaukee's favored by five was a little bit surprised to see them favored by five. After the way the last game went, Jimmy Butler had a completely tank job game where he was four for 22 from the field and they still took the game into overtime. So, you know, if I'm betting this thing straight up, I like Miami um, with the points here in this one, I think it's going to be another really tight game, really close game. And, I think every game in this series is going to be that way. So in terms of rotations in that first game, it's a little difficult because the game went into overtime, but everyone played um everyone that played in overtime played every minute in overtime on both teams. So you can kind of subtract 5 minutes, the 5 minutes of overtime, and that'll give you what they played in regulation. And just right off the bat, I have a couple, let's start on Miami side because they are the away team. None, Robinson, Butler, Ariza, bio are going to start. Um, you saw Goran Drogic last game off the bench play uh, 34 minutes, uh, 34 and a half minutes. So five of those were in overtime. So 29 in regulation. Dwayne Dedman played strictly backup center minutes to Bam Adebayo. Um, you had Tyler Hero play 20 minutes and Andre Iguodala play 15. So, Another team where it's a good example, Goran Dragic runs the majority of their bench minutes and they kind of rotate all the starters around him um, in terms of rotations. He closed the first half for Kendrick Nunn. Kendrick Nunn only played 23 minutes in, in regulation, but I think Kendrick Nunn is a guy who he plays at about 0.86 fantasy points per minute. And there's, it's not a lock for him to play 23 or, or less minutes again in this one. And, if you had to take the most likely scenario, of course, Kendrick Nunn probably isn't going to um, close in the game. They like closing with Tyler Hero. They like closing with Goran Dragic. They'll, they'll go with Tyler Hero when he's hot and hitting shots. They'll go with Goran Dragic if they want, you know, a solid ball handler who's had playoff experience before and is a, is a grimy vet. But if Kendrick Nunn comes out and plays really well and is knocking down shots and doesn't turn the ball over, which he has a lot of trouble with in general, and he will get benched when he turns the ball over and stretches, he's able to get extra opportunity to stay on the floor. Um, so the most likely scenario here is Kendrick Nunn doesn't close, but he's going to be really low owned on this slate for that reason. He's 4,500. He's not cheap enough to where people are going to really want to take that risk in playing him. So for that reason, I think Kendrick Nunn is actually a really good, not pay down necessarily option, but, um, kind of in, in between the mid-range and pay down, where he's going to go a little bit uh, underlooked. His I would be surprised if he got north of 10% ownership. I, I think he'll be right around 5%. I really like that number on him. Um, even if he only plays 25 minutes, at 4,500, if he's able to play around a fantasy point per minute, just getting different enough by playing alone, Kendrick Nunn, I think, is, is not a horrible play on this slate and makes your lineups very different. Jimmy Butler is too cheap. He, he's $8,500. He scored 47 fantasy points last game, and he shot four for 22 from the field. The guy's going to get you massive amounts of rebounds, tons of assists. He's going to get you blocks and steals. That's what Jimmy Butler does best, and he's going to score the ball. Um, he's not going to shoot 18% from the field again. He's not going to shoot 20% from three again. Um, Jimmy Butler is just everything points to a huge game here. I have him in for 38 minutes. He plays at 1.33 fantasy points per minute. I have him in for over 50 fantasy points. $8,500 is really way too cheap. Um, I, I prefer him to Giannis. I prefer him to Jokic. I just think you're getting a stud player um, for just way too cheap. He's 80. He he should be 10 k In a playoff game where he's going to get the minutes, he needs to be 10 k He's $1,500 too cheap. I really don't see any scenario that I don't have a ton of Jimmy Butler in my lineups. The, the minutes are just – any time Jimmy Butler plays 35 or more minutes, he hits in fantasy. 46 minutes last game, he shot 18%, still scored 47 fantasy points. Um, he played 40 minutes against Boston beginning of May, 57. scored. Uh, played 36 against Minnesota, scored 53. You know, 39 against San Antonio, scored 50. 35 against Chicago, scored 55. When this guy gets minutes, he's going to produce because he does a little bit of everything. I think Jimmy Butler is my favorite play um, by far on this team, and he's going to be chalk because that price is way too cheap. It's a guy I'd like to eat the chalk on. I really like him. If you do want to get different in terms of more stud players on this team, I don't hate Bam Adebayo. Um, He's 8K. If he was – you know, not only $500 less expensive than Jimmy Butler, it would make it a lot more appealing to play Bam Adebayo. Um, you can play them both in the same lineup. I, I think it does make your your lineup a bit unique. But for me, I, I just really like Jimmy Butler. I, I think he has, a, you know, a much better opportunity to hit a ceiling more often than Bam. Um, but I still like Bam at 8K. Um, the center position is not great um, outside of Jokic, right? You have... Uh, Brooke Lopez, and then for Portland, you have Nurkic, who I-, I like as well. But I think for that reason, since you know there's only four centers that you can play on this slate, I guess you know you can have Giannis at center. Um, I don't think Bam's going to go under owned. I-, I think his ownership will probably be around 20, percent and I think that's where it should be. So I don't think Bam's a-, a bad play, but Jimmy Butler to me is such a great play that it's going to be really hard for me to get Bam. Tyler Hero is going to go um, underowned at 5,900, and it's for the reasons I just mentioned. The minutes with him are are so like he could go out there and play 18 minutes again. He can go out there and play 35. It's very dependent on how he's playing. When he goes two for ten from the field, he's probably not going to close in games. They're going to go with Goran Dragic. They're going to keep you know a guy like Duncan Robinson. They're going to keep Trevor Reese out there. So Tyler Hero is is a great tournament play, right? If you're playing cash. Probably want to stay away from Tyler Hero, but if you're playing in tournaments, Tyler Hero is going to be um, low owned, especially at the price he's at at fifty nine hundred. Right? People don't want to play a guy that is not like. In, in for example, if you're playing in a, in a tournament where there's going to be guys one hundred fifty maxing it, playing one hundred fifty different lineups. Yeah, Tyler Hero is going to get a, a, an okay amount of ownership because when you're playing that many lineups in, in four, and there's only four games. It makes sense to get some Tyler Hero. But if you're in single entry tournaments, not many people are going to go to Tyler Hero because you only have one lineup to make your best lineup. And Tyler Hero is going to scare a lot of people away. Um, So if you're single entering, I think Tyler Hero is a good option because he has a wide variety of outcomes here on this slate. And at 5,900, people are going to be scared to play him. I don't hate it in tournaments. Gron he'll probably get a little bit of ownership. He's 5K, a bit too cheap for him. Came out and played 35 minutes last game in overtime. I have him in for 29 minutes here today. Um, he's an okay play to me. Uh, honestly, I have him in um, for, I believe, just over 25 fantasy points. Yeah, 26 and a half. So he's he's really not jumping off the page for me. I think he's going to get a good amount of ownership, like I said. So for me, just because he's getting a ton of ownership doesn't make him a bad play for me. I still think he's a fine play. I just would rather go to a couple guys that I think are going to be a little bit less owned. And when when Kendrick Nunn's $500 cheaper, Goran Drogic, much better play, much more stable play. But Kendrick Nunn could go out there and score more fantasy points than Goran Drogic. Probably happens, you know, 10 to 15% of the time. But uh, I just, you know, when, when I'm playing on this kind of slate where there's not many games and there's tight rotations and people are going to play, the guys they know are going to play minutes – I think sneaking in some Kendrick Nunn is not a bad idea. Trevor Ariza, Duncan Robinson, 4,800, 4,700. Pretty similar fantasy producers. Um, Duncan Robinson, 0.73. Trevor Ariza, 0.78. Ariza will probably play a couple more minutes. I have him in for 34. I have Duncan Robinson in for 32. Just for that reason, I think their ownerships will be pretty similar. I prefer Trevor Ariza. I don't hate shots on Duncan Robinson. Neither of them look like great plays to me. Um, I, I have Trevor Ariza and for 26.5 fantasy points. I have a Duncan Robinson in for 24 almost. So not great place. Um, probably not going to have a ton of them. I'm only playing, uh, I believe, five lineups here tonight. I'm going to throw one in the in the big contest, the $20, 100K to first on DraftKings. Um, and then I'm going to throw a couple in the $4. So I, I don't think, to be honest, I'm going to have much of either of them, maybe one. Um, but for me, those that's about it for, for this team. If you want to go to Dwayne Dedman, I actually don't think that's too insane because at close to minimum, let's say he goes out there and plays, you know, 12 minutes again, he could score 20 fantasy points in 12 minutes. Like that sounds a little bit crazy and it doesn't happen too often, but he plays at 1.2 fantasy points per minute since coming to the heat. It's a really nice rate. And let's say Bam Adebayo picks up, you know, a couple fouls early and Dwayne Debman gets a, you know, up to 15, 16 minutes. He could hit, you know, 26-ish fantasy points, you know, have 10 and 8. I don't think it's really that crazy. No one is going to own Dwayne Dedman. Uh, I just, why would you? He's probably going to score you 10 fantasy points, right? Like the most most likely scenario is he scores you 5 to 10, in his 10 minutes. But there is a situation where Bam picks up fouls or, or something like that. Dwayne Dedman, a good enough fantasy producer where if you're playing a ton of lineups, I don't hate getting a couple shots in on him. Um, Iguodala is not a good enough fantasy producer for me to want to get there. Um, He's probably the one guy in the rotation I won't get to here today. All right. On the Milwaukee side, very similar to the Heat in terms of rotations and their bench guys playing certain minutes. Um, They just – they don't have a Goron Dragic that, that plays big minutes off the bench. But all their other guys play, you know, 15 to, to 18 minutes, uh, similar to like the Tyler Heros and the Iguodalas and Dwayne Dedman. So you're going to have DiVincenzo, Drew Holiday, Middleton, Giannis, Lopez starting again. All those guys are going to play, you know, 32-plus minutes. I have Holiday in for 37. I have DiVincenzo in for 32, Middleton in for 38. I have Giannis in for 39, and I have Lopez in for um, 31. Off the bench, I have Forbes in for 16 minutes, PJ Tucker for 17, Portis in for 17, and then I have Connaughton in for 13. Won't play Connaughton. Um, I just don't see a ton of ways that he gets extra minutes. Um, I don't want a ton of Bobby Portis. I think you can play him because he's a good enough fantasy producer, 1.17 fantasy points per minute, that he could get there in 17 minutes. But, you know, I I just – I don't think there's really many opportunities for him to close. P.J. Tucker plays up 0.4 fantasy points per minute. Do not touch him. Uh, And then Bryn Forbes, it's Bryn Forbes, very three-point scoring dependent. I have him in for 11 fantasy points. So I I, I don't really want to touch this this, uh, Milwaukee bench. Um, My favorite play is going to be Giannis, obviously. I have him in for just under 64 fantasy points. When he plays this many minutes – it's uh, it's just, he plays at 1.64 fantasy points per minute. If you have him in for 39 minutes, he's going to look like a really dang good play. Um, he's the most expensive player on the slate here today. Um, even more expensive than Jokic. They are play at similar rates. Uh, Giannis is probably going to play a couple more minutes than, than Joker. So for that reason, I do prefer Giannis. Um, it's just hard to, to build around Giannis today because there isn't a ton of value. So, for me, really like building balanced. I'm going to definitely have a, a lineup that I have Giannis um, because he does have a massive ceiling. But for the most part, I'm playing balanced today. And for that reason, I do like Drew Holiday um, a lot. He's $500 less expensive than Chris Middleton. I have him in for one less minute than Chris Middleton. They play at the exact same fantasy rate of 1.14. He's just $500 less expensive. I think with Drew Holiday, he has a massive ceiling when he doesn't score the ball, um, you know, necessarily at a high clip, Chris Middleton has to score the rock a ton, right? Drew Holiday could have 20, 10 and 10 with, you know, two steals, two blocks and have a really big triple double game. Um, Middleton needs to score the rock. He, he needs to score, you know, close to 30 points, have his five rebounds, five assists. Um, and for that reason I do prefer Drew Holiday on the slate, but Chris Middleton is a a fine play as well. Um, DiVincenzo, Brooke Lopez, 4,900, 4,600. DiVincenzo plays at 0.91. Fantasy points per minute, Lopez 0.88. I have DiVincenzo in for one more minute. In terms of pricing, um, they both look pretty similar in terms of projections, right? I have Lopez in for 27.3. I have DiVincenzo in for 29.1. So I prefer Dante DiVincenzo slightly um, just because of, of, you know, points per dollar, but I think both of them are are very much in play. Lopez at 4,600, I think is good value. Um, I just think he's going to get owned on the slate because people need to find value, right? You have to find value on the slate. If you're playing honest, if you're playing Joker, even if you're playing some, you know, Damian Lillard and stuff, you're going to have to find value somewhere. People are going to go to the easy guys that play minutes, right? You know, Lopez is going to play minutes. You know, DiVincenzo is going to play minutes. People are going to go to him. It's, It's easy value. So, um, for that reason, since they're getting a little bit of, of ownership, not crazy, you know, high on them, but it's it's two starters that are going to have to play a minute. So, f- fine plays for me. Um, if you're playing tournaments, I just like going to some other guys that I think have similar upside to these guys, um, but are going to be a little bit less owned. All right. Portland, Denver. It is a 227 point total, I believe now. And um, Denver is favored by two and a half here. Great game last game. Portland was able to pull it out. Um, When Jokic was on the bench, Portland just went on too many runs. And Denver is running an odd guard rotation. Um, You're running, you know, Compazzo, Austin Rivers, Marcus Howard for 20 minutes. Just a really weird, weird rotation for Denver. And that's what's going to happen when there's no Will Barton, no Jamal Murray, and no P.J. Dozer. So Denver is a team I really like attacking some of the value um, and it's not necessarily going down to the Marcus Howard or going down to, you know, like a Millsap or something, but um, I'll get to them in, in a second. I, I like some of the value on the Denver t- side. We'll, we'll close it out with them. We'll start with Portland who is the away team. Portland's rotation is, is pretty set. Um, we had last game, Anthony Simons run 23 minutes off the bench Carmelo run 22 minutes off the bench and Ennis Kanter run 15 minutes off the bench. You saw Lillard run close to 40 minutes. McCollum ran almost 37. Um, Nurkic ran 33, Covington 34, and Norman Powell 36 and a half minutes. I think this rotation is very similar. Um, I really do. Portland is is – Terry Stotts is extremely set in his rotations. It's a coach that's not going to mix up much right he's going to play these guys their minutes and that's kind of what's going to happen there there's no adjusting on the fly these guys are playing their minutes so I have um, Lillard in for 40 McCollum in for 38 I have Powell in for for 37 I have Covington in for 34 I have Nurkic in for 33 I actually put Simons down to 20 minutes um just because I think he's going to be absolute chalk on this slate Um at 3,300 I, mean, I think people are going to overreact to the last game which wasn't you know, crazy good. But like I said, you have to find value and he scored 24 fantasy points and that's huge on a two game slate at 3,300. I think the ownership on Anthony Simons is going to be wild. Um, so it's, it's a fade for me today. I'm not saying it's a bad play at all. He he is a fine um, play. But if he goes out there and instead of shooting four for five from three, shoots one for five and, and scores you eight fantasy points. If he's chalk, getting different is a really nice play. Um, so for me, I have Anthony Simons in for 20 minutes. I have him in for 16.4 fantasy points. Fine value play. Not telling you not to play him. I actually bumped Carmelo up to 23. I think their minutes could swap um, easily. Uh, I think Carmelo has the opportunity to close over um, Covington if they need some scoring. So I like Melo. I don't think there's any scenario where Simons closes. Um, So I like Carmelo over him at the lower ownership, at the more expensive price tag. Um, for that reason. So, don't mind some mellow. have him in for 21.4 fantasy points. Doesn't look like a great play, but um, like I said, you got to look for some value. I like going to the low own guys. Uh, mellow is one of them. Cantor, not drive in for 15 minutes. Um, just similar, unless NERC pitch up fouls, uh, don't really want to go to Canter. Like Damian Lillard at 9,500. Um, I think he's a fine play. I haven't been for 54 fantasy points. So, I mean, Points-per-dollar-wise, he looks really, really good. The usage is going to be there. He's going to take another 25 shots. Um, He's probably going to get you you know, 8 to 10 assists. Uh, It's just, I don't know. I I think he's going to be really highly owned again here today. And I don't think McCollum is going to get nearly the ownership as Damian Lillard. He's $2,200 less expensive, not as good of a fantasy producer, not going to play as many minutes, but – I just like going to some CJ McCollum, some sneaky CJ McCollum, who I have him for 43 fantasy points. He looks like a great fantasy point per, or, excuse me, he looks like a another like good point-per-dollar play. Um, it's just taking the ownership and going a little bit, um, you know, under on a guy like Damian Lillard and over on CJ McCollum. But both look like good plays. I love Nurkic here today as well. Um, the 34-ish minutes from him last – or 33 minutes from him last game, I think is a great sign. Um, he plays at 1.31 fantasy points per minute. If he plays another 32, 33 minutes, he's going to smash that price tag, man. Like, Nurkic is a guy that fills it up in every way possible. He's going to get you 10-plus rebounds in those minutes. He's going to score you 15-plus points. He is going to get you some assists. He's a good passing big. He's gonna, He didn't get a block last game. That's a real outlier for Nurkic. He's going to get you a couple blocks here today, maybe fall into a steal or two. I really like the upside for Nurkic at 6,700. That price is much too cheap. Um, Nurkic should be priced closer to AK, and I, I really like him. I think he's going to get some ownership, but I'm going to eat it today. I, I really like Nurkic. Not that interested in Powell um, at, at 5400 I think I'd honestly rather go to Robert Covington, who plays at almost the exact same rate. So, Powell, since coming over 0.79 fantasy points per minute, uh, Covington 0.78. I have Powell in for three more minutes, but they're a $1,000 difference. I think Covington will go a bit under-owned uh, today as well. He is nice value, so I wouldn't be surprised if people do go look towards him. Like I said, Carmelo could close over him if they need the scoring, uh, but if Michael Porter Jr. is having a hot day, they'll keep him out there to guard him. Um, so I, I like a little bit of Covington for value. Like I said, I prefer Carmelo to Simons just because of the ownership, uh, and then I'm not going to play much canter. All right, on to the Denver side to close it out. Um, like I said, really weird guard rotation. Um, Compazo Rivers and Marcus Howard splitting all of the guard minutes. If you told me a couple months ago, obviously the, the Jamal Murray ACL injury, it changes a lot. But if you told me Austin Rivers, who would have been on New York at the time, Mon, or Monte, Mora, Monte Morris, Marcus Howard, and Facundo Campazo are playing all of the guard minutes for, for Denver, I would just be mind blown. So... I think this is a spot I like attacking some guards, um, and one guard in particular for um, Denver. Monty Morris is a guy, he's first off the bench. When he's playing well, uh, he's good defensively. He's a good fantasy producer. I think he has the opportunity to close over both uh, or either Campazo or Austin Rivers if he's playing well enough. I like attacking him at 3,900. I don't think he's going to get much ownership here today just because people are going to go reach for the the lower-priced Anthony Simons, who scored more fantasy points last game. But Monte Morris is a good fantasy producer. Plays up 0.91 fantasy points per minute. I have him in for another 22 minutes. I have him in for 20 fantasy points. I think he looks like great value. Um, I don't think he's going to get much ownership, and I think he has an opportunity to go out there and play even like 26 to 28 minutes if he's playing well, and he can close for this team. The guard minutes are not set on uh, on this Denver Nuggets team. Like If Rivers isn't shooting well, he's pretty pointless to have on the floor. Um Campazo has been good defensively on, on Damian Lillard and gets after it, but wouldn't be surprised if Monte Morris was able to close over him as well. So I like Monte Morris. He's my my favorite sneaky value guy tonight. Um, Don't be surprised if you see Monte Morris um, in, in a winning lineup tonight. Composo is a fine play. Uh, I think the pricing on him is a little too expensive for me, Um, coming up towards 6K. I don't think the ownership will be too high though. So if you want to play some of him, that's fine. I have him in for 32 minutes. Have Rivers in for 32 minutes. He's a poor fantasy producer, around .69 fantasy points per minute. Um, You know, it's it's scoring dependent for him. He's not going to get you a ton of assists or rebounds. He'll fall into a couple just running out there the minutes he is, but. You need him to score the rock. And um, last game, two for six, just not a ton of usage, not a ton of volume. Um, He's a fine play if you want to play him. I just – I think there is upside with him. Like if he goes out there and really shooting the ball well and scores you 20 points, he's going to have a big game. Um, So I don't hate some Austin Rivers. I just think um, with those minutes secure, people are going to go after some Austin Rivers. My favorite play on this team is Michael Porter Jr. He's 7K with Jamal Murray off the floor – he plays at 1.12 fantasy points per minute. He plays the most minutes on this team. I have him in for 38. Have him in for almost 43 fantasy points. I really like Michael Porter Jr. today. I think he's my favorite mid-range option. He was pissed talking to the media last game. Um, he didn't miss a two. Uh, he was 12 for 21 from the field, 1 for 10 from three. He's gonna. He, he's a great three-point shooter. Shot over 40% from from three this year. He's gonna have a bounce-back game. The, the price is down to 7K, guys. He was almost 9K earlier, um, when Jamal Murray was out and now you're going to drop him down to 7k. That is much too cheap. I am all over Michael Porter jr. Today, probably my favorite mid-range option. And one of the reasons I like to, to play this slate as a balanced, um, you know, mid-range slate, I don't want to pay up for the Jokic's and and the honest who do have big upside, but I think when you can get a guy like Michael Porter jr. Who can score 60 fantasy points at 7k. Um, that's 70 from Giannis. Like if Giannis goes out and scores 70, but you get a 60 from Michael Porter Jr. at almost 4K cheaper, uh, I like some Michael Porter Jr. here today. Not that interested in Aaron Gordon. The minutes just still aren't there for some reason. Only played 28 minutes last game, playing at 0.8 fantasy points per minute since coming to the Denver Nuggets. Not a ton of upside. The price is still kind of there. Like It's not like you're getting a 4K Aaron Gordon. He's still 5,200. Really not that, that great of a play, in my opinion. I, I don't want much of him. Um, definitely play some Jokic if, if you can find uh, the, the value for him. Um, and, and then no no reaching for, like, the Howers or the Millsaps or, or the Jermichael Greens for me. Um, I just think the, the power forward and center positions are pretty set on this team with Michael Porter Jr. Um, and Nikola Jokic. I don't think these guys are going to be stealing any minutes from them. If anything, it's going to be Monty Morris. Um, so I like attacking the guards here on Denver. I like some Morris. I like some Austin Rivers. I actually don't hate some some Composo because he's overpriced and people aren't going to want to pay pay for him. And then, like I said, I love Michael Porter Jr. today. I, I think he really is going to be a slate changer at 7K. It's too cheap. Um, you're looking for 45-ish fantasy points from him to win a tournament. I think he does that a good majority of the time here. He, he rebounds the ball well. He's going to shoot the ball a ton. They need him to. Uh, And as long as he doesn't go one for 10, I think you're going to see a big game um, from Michael Porter Jr. here today. All right. That does it for this edition of the podcast. I appreciate you guys tuning in. Like always, if you have any questions, feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Sarge underscore NBA. If you want to just talk ball, feel free to hit me up. Um, I'm just chilling. I'm going to be watching the games today, so feel free to hit me up. At Sarge underscore NBA, I'm going to be back tomorrow. I should be back um, the majority of the days this week just trying to get, um, you know, some podcasts out for these small slates. Um, and I think it's important to give you guys, uh, you know, a 30-minute breakdown because you you got to find ways to get different, and that's the most important thing. If you're going to do anything on the slate, get different, but get different in a smart way. All right, I'll leave you guys on that. Talk to you tomorrow. Peace.